we have got a hunk, a hunk, a burning podcast for you. Yeah, well, it's Elvis's birthday, so that totally makes sense. This is today. Welcome to This Is Today, the podcast that features the stories that make this day unique. It's Friday, January 8th, 2020. I'm Russ, and here is what you need to know about today. Yeah, it's Elvis Presley's birthday today. And, you know, there's been some recent surveys about Elvis and millennials. They just don't know who Elvis is, really. Uh, But they do know who the Beatles are. And John Lennon said that Elvis inspired him to become a Beatle and inspired, really, the entire Beatles. So there you go, millennials. That's who Elvis is. Uh, It's also National Bubble Bath Day today. And uh, millennials, I'm sure you know what a bubble bath is because, you know, you were in one not so long ago with your parents giving you a bath. Yes, (laughs) muscle relaxation is a great thing that, uh, you know, happens uh, when you um, take a bubble bath. You might consider doing that after uh, the week we've had yeah all the stuff that happened on Wednesday that I'm trying to uh, avoid talking about on the podcast because I try to keep everything upbeat and positive and happy and try to get you to forget about uh, 2020. Oh shoot, it's not even 2020 anymore. Okay, you know what? Let's just talk about 2022. It's going to be a fantastic year. I uh, can't wait for it. All right. Uh, it also you know helps you with skincare. Uh, no, not 2022. I'm talking about the bubble bath. I'm going back to that to try to just avoid today, right? You know, it's called This Is Today, but really it's about This Is Today in the past. Um, anyway, yes, skincare. <laughs> That's what it helps you with. It, uh, the hot water uh, loosens your muscles. So there you go. Uh, take a bubble bath today. Uh, it, it also does well with mental health. So take two bubble baths today. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's that kind of week. A two bubble bath week. Um, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> let's uh, get into the events for today. Uh, as I mentioned, it is Elvis Presley's birthday, and we'll be talking a little bit more about the king of rock and roll a little later in the podcast. But right now, let's start with an event that happened in 1790. On this day, George Washington delivered the first State of the Union address. Now, he didn't do it in Washington, D.C., because none of that stuff was there. He did it in New York City. And this became a annual tradition for some time, but not too long. It actually went away for quite some time. Yeah, George Washington did it. And then Thomas Jefferson decided that, nah, you know what? This is kind of like a king thing to do. You know, we're not a monarchy. We don't deliver a speech from a throne. So instead of delivering a speech, he basically just wrote a speech and had somebody, you know, in Congress read it. So it went away. And then in the years of Woodrow Wilson in 1913, he reestablished it brought back this practice of the annual State of the Union address to a joint Congress. And uh, yes, it has been back ever since. But yeah, you know, they've skipped a few years here and there. All right. Also on this day in 1974, the Loch Ness Monster was once again photographed. Yeah, you know, Nessie goes back all the way to 565. Yes, the year. 
565. That was the first mention of the Loch Ness Monster. And there's been several photographs. The first photograph was taken in 1934. There's been films and photographs ever since. And, uh, you know, you would think that perhaps if uh, you're the Loch Ness Monster, you'd probably want to avoid photographers, but they've uh, done a very bad job of that. This uh, Loch Ness Monster is like a Kardashian now. It's uh, all over the place. It's even on Google Street View. Uh, yeah, you can see the Loch Ness Monster in a 2015 Google Street View image. Uh, you can just do some Google searching to find that image. It's also on Apple Maps, but, you know, those are always harder to find. <laughs> yeah, I'm still making Apple Map jokes. No, I use Apple Maps. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> see, I want them as a sponsor, so I've got to be cool with them. Uh, on this day in 1993, NBC finally offered The Tonight Show to David Letterman. If you want to know more about the whole Tonight Show disaster, uh, yeah, there's been a couple of wars within The Tonight Show. Uh, this one was between uh, Letterman and Leno. This happened when Carson stepped down on the show, and uh, about a year or so later, uh, they actually finally offered the show to Letterman because they didn't want him to leave and go over to CBS. However, CBS offered him ownership of the show, a greater financial package, and a $14 million annual salary for years. Yeah, three years at 14 million. So, you know, he's a smart guy. He went and took the deal over at CBS. He actually even called Johnny Carson to get some advice on what he should do. And, you know, Johnny wrote jokes, not for Leno, but instead for Letterman over at CBS. He would write jokes, send them in. And uh, Letterman said that Johnny would get a kick when he would hear his jokes performed on the show. All right, we move now to a sad event that happened a decade ago. In 2011, U.S. Representative Gabrielle Giffords was shot. Uh, she and 18 others were shot during a meeting at a supermarket. They basically were doing this town hall, essentially. Congress in your corner is what they call it, at a parking lot at a Safeway in uh, Tucson, Arizona. Gabby was hit. Uh, she was struck in the head at nearly point-blank range. Six other people were killed, and a total of 14 people were injured. Initially, it was thought that Gabby was killed in this incident, and that's what the news reported. However, she did survive. She was placed in a medically-induced coma to allow her brain to rest. She was placed also on a ventilator. Her husband, Mark Kelly, said that we've got a rough road ahead. She did eventually recover. She was unable to keep her seat in the house because of the brain injury. Now, you probably heard her husband's name, Mark Kelly. Yeah, that's the now U.S. Senator from Arizona. He was just elected in November, and yes, he was there on Wednesday when all the craziness happened at the Capitol. All right, we're going to take a uh, short break here. We'll be uh, right back. We're going to be talking about the life and some little known facts about the king of rock and roll, Elvis Presley, right after this. Since you listen to this podcast, I'm pretty sure that you like 
documentaries. Yes, you like science, history, technology. If you do, well, you definitely want to check out Curiosity Stream, and you can do so by clicking the link in the description. Yes, click the link in the description and you will have access to thousands of documentaries all on demand. You can watch them anytime and anywhere. Just click on the link in the description. All right, there you go. A little upbeat uh, music for us. It's called Blow Off Some Steam. Uh, it's on uh, Story Blocks. Yeah, they don't pay me, but you know what? I'm going to plug them because I like them. Storyblocks.com if you're looking for some of those background music, things like that. Anything that I uh, play here on the show generally is uh, from uh, Storyblocks. All right. Yes, uh, blow off some steam. That's what we all need to do this week and kind of, you know, Let's just relax. Let's uh, get into something else here. And where can you go for something, right? Elvis is a great place to go. Yes, Elvis was born on this day in 1935. Okay, so his name. Yes, we know him by Elvis, like we know Madonna by Madonna. He was one of those first namers, you know, like he has one name, that's it. Well, he was born Elvis Aaron Presley on this day in 1935 in Tupelo, Mississippi. Actually, you know, he was a twin. However, his twin died at birth. Uh, he uh, lived with his family in a small two-room home. Yes, this room, it was tiny. You can actually go tour uh, this home now. It's just two rooms, and it is in Tupelo. You can go visit the uh, home of Elvis. Well, okay, so in 1938, his dad, Vernon, was arrested for check fraud and spent eight months in jail. So Elvis and his mom were actually forced out of this house and they went to go move with family. In 1945, Elvis entered and won a singing competition at the county fair. A 10-year-old Elvis stood on a chair to reach the microphone and he sang the song Old Shep. Old Shep, if you haven't heard it, is basically a song about a dog dying and the guy's upset that wrote the song. And yes, he did that at 10 years old and won free rides at the fair for the day. So that's pretty cool, right? Now, a year later, when he turned 11, he was given a guitar for his birthday. Now, he actually wanted a bike, but his mom didn't feel like that was safe, so she gave him a guitar. <laughs> yeah. Now, he learned how to play the guitar, but he actually didn't learn how to read music. When he was 13, his family moved to Memphis. Okay, Memphis, the music capital, right? Well, yes, this put Elvis closer to the music industry, and at 18, he recorded with Sam Phillips, who was a record producer and founder of the Sun Records Company. Yes, yeah, Sun Records. We'll tell you a little bit more about that, but you're definitely going to hear that if you know about rock and roll history or music history. Sun Records was instrumental in all of that. Okay, so Elvis went into Sun with $4 to sing a song for his mom. He wanted to record it. Okay, so that's what some people say. Others say that he just wanted to hear himself. Hear how he sounded. Pay the four bucks, and this is what you sound like on a record. Well, uh, others say that maybe he did this specifically at Sun Records because he could have gone to a general store to record a song. Instead, he went into Sun Records. He wanted to be discovered. That's what a lot of people say about this visit to Sun Records. But, you know, the whole mom thing, that makes a bit of a better story, right? Okay, so anyway, he records this song, and the next thing you know, 
He's a truck driver. Yeah, he's just driving a truck still, uh, because the record, okay, it was good and all, but it wasn't great. A few months later, he again records, and still, nothing. He auditions for a band, and the bands tell him, <laughs> they tell Elvis Presley, ah, you can't sing. Yeah, so he's, you know, still driving the truck, and he does get called by Sun Records to perform yet again, and he records a song called That's All Right. Now, I, I say records a song, but it was more of a performance, because he's shaking all around, jumping up and down, doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Uh, they said he was acting a fool, <laughs> and yeah, it really, this one this took off. A few days later, it was playing on the radio and the stations were being flooded with calls. So Sam, over at Sun, decided to release this as a single. But of course, as you know, back in the old you know record days, you've got to have a side A and a side B, right? So he has Elvis come in to record Blue Moon of Kentucky as the side B. Elvis would become a hit on the radio and concerts and everything else would follow, right? He would go that year to the country disc jockey convention and was voted the year's most promising male artist. Now, to market back then nationwide for little Sun Records would have cost some massive marketing dollars and it could have been difficult for Sam Phillips to do. However, <laughs> all of the record labels were interested in Elvis. So Sam was able to sell Elvis's contract to RCA for $40,000. Okay, how much would that be today? That's about $380,000 today. Wow. <laughs> Elvis would go on to sell a billion albums. He would become one of the biggest selling artists of all time, and his contract was sold for $40,000. Okay, so what about Sun Records? Well, they went on to become known as the birthplace of rock and roll icons like Johnny Cash and Carl Perkins and Roy Orbison, uh, Jerry Lee Lewis, Charlie Rich. They would all record at Sun with Sam Phillips. Okay, but we're not talking about Sun Records here. We're talking about the king, Elvis Presley. So in 1956, he's hot. He becomes an actor. He releases... Love Me Tender. And the same year, he also achieves a gold record. Yeah, Heartbreak Hotel. You know the song, right? And actually, you know that song's about a local suicide uh, that was read about in the newspaper? Now, he didn't write this song. Actually, he didn't write any of his songs. He recorded more than 600 songs and wrote zero. Okay, but back to Elvis. Back to uh, 1957 now. Elvis bought his mansion, Graceland, in Memphis. He bought this for $100,000. Now, the name, where does that name come from? You think, you know, Grace, you're thinking he's done some religious songs, things like that. Maybe it comes from that. No, no, actually, it comes from the previous owner's daughter, who was named Grace. Yeah, when Elvis bought it, it was already named <laughs> Graceland. And, you know, by the way, Graceland is actually one of the most visited locations in the world. It is the second most visited house in the United States, second only to the White House 
that's crazy to me. <laughs> and that's, you know, some recent information, not just uh, from, you know, the 70s or 80s. You know, that's like, still, it's pretty crazy. Uh, by 1958, his career was hot, but he was drafted into the army. And therefore, he had to put his career on hold for about two years. This also meant that he had to shave off his hair, which, by the way, his hair was actually brown. They dyed it black. For that look, you know, that Elvis look that we see on all of the Elvis imitators in Las Vegas. Yeah. You know, a gentleman that uh, served with him in the army said that despite his fame, Elvis was always just one of the guys. In fact, he inspired the other uh, soldiers to be better and stronger soldiers. In 1960, he was back in the studio and back on the big screen. However, his popularity started to fade. Okay, yeah, teenagers were now obsessing over the Beatles, right? And no longer Elvis. In 1967, he was married. He married Priscilla. Now, I mentioned he was in the army, right? Well, when he was in the army, he actually met Priscilla. She was 14 years old when they met. Uh, but they were uh, uh, friends. Uh, that's at least what the story is. The couple did go on to have a child, Lisa Marie, and they did divorce in 1973. All right. So Elvis had become addicted to drugs. He put on weight. He had difficulty getting through his concerts by the late 70s. On August 16th, 1977, he was to leave his home, Graceland, and start touring yet again. But instead, he was found unresponsive on the bathroom floor after having a massive heart attack. He was pronounced officially dead the next day. His home, Graceland, would open for tours in 1982. And you can go tour it now if you want to. However, there are COVID restrictions. There are many that say that Elvis never died, that he's still alive. There's even been sightings. And some people say that there was a wax statue in the coffin and that, you know, the king is still around. However, every year on the anniversary of his death, fans still gather outside of Graceland for a candlelight ritual to honor and celebrate his memory. Elvis has been inducted into five halls of fame, not just the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but also the Country, Gospel, Rockabilly, and R&B Hall of Fame. And you know, here is another impressive stat about Elvis. He holds the record for the most top 40 hits. 114. <laughs> that is just nuts. And you know, the crazy thing about that is he actually never performed a concert outside of North America. <laughs> Can you believe that? Just in the United States and Canada. I found that also pretty amazing. All right, let's take a look at some of our other birthdays for today, shall we? Yeah, R. Kelly is 54 today. David Bowie shares Elvis's birthday. He was born in 1947 and he passed away in 2016. Also, uh, Stephen Hawking was born on this day in 1942, passing away in 2018. Noah Cyrus is 21 and Sean Paul is 48. 
That's your look at January 8th. Thanks for listening to This Is Today. We do our best to pull together all the correct information. If we made a mistake and you heard it, you're super smart and we're super sorry. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and give us a five star if you think we deserve it. If you'd like to make sure that we cover something on a future episode, let us know. Go to thisistodaypodcast.com to make suggestions, give us feedback, and see our other podcasts. I hope you enjoyed learning about today. I'm Russ. A hunk of hunk of burning Russ, <laughs> and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you very much.